good morning. Welcome to Get Up With God. Thanks for being with me this morning. Hope your week's been great. Mine has been wonderful myself. I'm so glad that you're with me this morning. We're ready to get in the Word and read the Bible. I know it's been a little different this week, being on and off, but we're here together now, and that's the important part. But thanks for joining live with me. Thanks for being here. Uh, we're going to get into the Word. Uh, we're going to share some Scripture, <clears throat> look at a news article, and uh, we'll carry on with our day. Well, I'm so excited to see you guys this morning. Hope you're doing well. Drop a comment in the comment section. Let me know that you're live with me this morning. And um, I'll greet you here in just a few minutes, and then we can start into the Word. I've got a few scriptures lined up. I want to share with you some news that I heard over this past week um, and uh, what I had heard from uh, through my pastor, his pastor, uh, reading the articles and the news and things like that. But... Um, you know, I'm not, we're not going to sit here and dog the guy, but we're going to talk about it and we're going to relate it to the Bible and find out what the word says about the situation because the word, the, the word of God is spirit and life and power to us and helps us, leads us and guides us. So that's what we're going to use it for. So, um, if you're with me, thanks for joining. I know we've got a lot of people commenting already and, uh, people live with us. If you're on Twitter, uh, I know I always have someone on Twitter, a couple people on Twitter that watch. So thank you guys for watching on Twitter. If you're live with me, just leave a comment, um, you know, share it on your, t on your feed on Twitter. That way it gets out and people can see it, uh, let people know about it. But thanks for watching, being live. And if you're on YouTube, on uh, Twitch as well, I see we've got people watching on Twitch. And then if you're on Facebook Live, thanks for joining as well. Be sure to share the post. Um, hit the like button. Uh, it'll it'll spread the word about it because it shows it on your page and things like that. But then hit the share button as well. It'll go um, all the way up around and uh, letting people know about it. Comment. Let me know that you're with me. But thanks for being with me live this morning. If you're here, uh, let's see who's on with me. Brother Randy, good to see you, brother. Thanks for being with me this morning. Appreciate you. I know you're watching and you're always with me. Ruth, good morning. It's good to see you. Mom, good morning. Good to see you. Ruth, hope you, I hope you got Calvin up and he's watching with you too this morning. Keith, good to see you. You and Becky, thank you guys for watching and, and being with me, partnering and believing with me. Thank you guys. Love you both. Lois, good to see you this morning. Thanks for being on. Hey, Willie, it's good to see you, brother. Hope you're doing well, man. Glad to see you're feeling better. Donnie, what's up, man? On the road. Well, hopefully you're listening and not watching. If you're watching it, put it to the side. It's driving time, but you can listen. Listening is good. Uh, best. It's good to see you, but it's, I know it's hard not to see me, right? That's the hard thing is just listening and not seeing, but best. It's good to see you. Claudette. Good to see you this morning. Everybody that's on. Thank you guys for commenting. Um, if I, if I missed your comment, I didn't intentionally do it. I just haven't seen it yet. Um, thank you guys. So, uh, um, appreciate you guys being on here. People on Twitch, thank you guys. I see people commenting on Twitch. Thank you. It's good to see you guys. Thanks for being live and joining me. All right. And as I see more comments pop in, I will uh, I'll respond and comment to you guys. It just takes a little bit of time from the time you comment to the time it gets to me. So anyway, it's good to see everybody. Thanks for being here. Um, if you would, open your Bible with me. We're going to look in a scripture here in a second. And... Uh, we're going to look at this, but if you haven't heard, um, I'm going to try and keep this as, you know, look, it's public news. So it's not that, you know, we can't talk about it or it's something that we're overstepping by bringing up. The reality of it is, um, if you don't know, 
the church, Hillsong, uh, you've probably heard their music, Hillsong United or Hillsong Young and Free for the, the youth and um, Hillsong Worship. They have a lot. They're large in the music space and um, great music, um, anointed music over the years. And uh, the lead pastor of that church, his name's Brian Houston, recently news came out about him. And I'll just read you one of the headlines that I saw. Um, says this, uh Hillsong Megachurch founder Brian Houston has resigned after an internal probe found that a, uh, that he behaved inappropriately inappropriately with two women. And um, there's multiple articles and, and titles. I think I put one on my Facebook yesterday um, of a different title. But the, uh, you know, of course, news can spin things and do different stuff like that. Uh, but I went right to their website and um, Hillsong put a board you know, from their board released a message and stuff like that. And this is a, it's a pretty big deal because, you know, when you're leading that many people, you have a lot of influence on a lot of people. And I wanted to just talk about what the Lord showed me in scripture and, and we're not going to sit here and dog the guy and, you know, beat him up or anything like that. But he, you know, there, there was some, he messed up and uh, the board, what, what really bothered me a lot about this was not so much, you know, it does bother me when someone, when someone slips and we'll talk about some of the things that the article wrote about and some of the things that the board had released. So it's not, this isn't hearsay, right? It's not like, oh, we heard from somebody that they talked to this person and found out through somebody that may have gone to the church. No, no, this was directly from the board of Hillsong Church and the, you know, the pastoral staff and the people on the board. They'd released these things to the public and uh, he's under heavy scrutiny, you know, and I don't wish that on anybody. I really don't. Um, and, uh, he's on, he's in heavy scrutiny against uh, him in legal terms and, uh, in the media and things like that. And that kind of attention can be, um, can be pretty heavy duty and devastating for people. But the reality of it is what, you know, what really bothered me was, you know, yeah, you know, he's leading a lot of people. He's got a lot of influence on people. And that, that's a huge thing to see someone of that stature crumble and, and have issues. And then, you know, you know, what, what have you. And it affects a lot of people. We're going to look at that and, and different things. And we're going to see how, what, what can we do here? Well, you know, I don't want to just be talking about Brian Houston, but in that article, it talks about two things I want to talk about. So first of all, in the article, it says that he was, he had heavy sleep medication. He was under heavy sleep medication or on a uh, or um, utilizing medication for sleeping and had major issues mentally. And, um, this is from the board. This isn't just an opinion of somebody. Um, it's from the board. They, they're releasing this information and it's in the articles as well. You can read it, you know, just search Brian Houston on Google and, uh, they're telling, you know, they're saying he's on, he's heavily medicated for sleep because he's having trouble sleeping. And my, my, uh, my pastor, you know, he made a comment and I've heard his pastor make comments like this, uh, who's our grand pastor of our church, right? Dr. Mark Barclay would say people in that kind of condition, what business do they have leading multiple people? You know, as a, as a pastor, you know, we'll look here in Timothy in a second. Paul's very clear that, uh, about how people should be that are in a leadership position, how they should be living, how their life should be. And, you know, it goes back to a simple, simple saying, right? Like how can someone in a ditch get somebody out of the ditch? If you're in a hole, how do you help someone out of the hole? 
right? So it's hard to help people, but there was traces of, of that. And then there was that mixed with alcohol. So he, he obviously was drinking alcohol and, you know, it couldn't have been just one time, you know, so you assume that there was multiple occasions he had been drinking or maybe, you know, partook in wine and things like that. So there was a lot of issues there with in his personal life. But what really, really struck me and bothered me was when I read the the release from the board from the church and not once in that message, listen to this now, not one time in that board release, do they bring up God, Jesus, repentance of any sort. Now they apologize to the congregation, which they rightly should. They uh, own the fact of what he's done, which they rightly should. They take the right steps naturally in their board and they use the word governance I don't know, probably 10 times throughout that board release, but there's no mention of God. There's no mention. And it's a very formal, uh, um, stiff, carnal response to a very spiritual problem. And um, let's go to the scripture about it. So let me pray. And then we're going to look at some scriptures and, uh, and then we'll call it a day and we'll, we'll continue on with our day. So open your Bible with me. We're going to go to first, we're going to go to first Timothy. So open up your Bible to 1 Timothy, and, uh, and we'll read there. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get into this. hope this is all right for you. Um, if it's not, guess what? We're doing it anyway. <laughs> all right, let's pray, and let's read together. And I see some people are commenting. I'll, I'll greet you guys here in just a second. Um, let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this day. We ask for your help, for your guidance, for your leading. For everything that you have for us, Lord, we ask that you'd provide and help us this morning. We come to you now humbly submitted to you. We lift you up. We praise you. We magnify you. We just ask for your help this morning that you'd uh, minister to us. Angels come minister to us as we're together and lead us by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me, lead me, and guide me in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, are you ready to start here? I've got my sparkling ice with me. I told you these things are, I mean, they're just outrageously good uh, and they don't have all the uh, the garbage in it. You got a lot of healthy antioxidants, vitamins and stuff like that. So it's good. But anywho, who cares about that? Let's turn into first Timothy. Um, let's go to chapter six. So first Timothy, New Testament, chapter six. Ready? While, while you are turning there, while I'm turning there, good to see everybody that's on. Claudette, I saw you. Connie, good to see you, Mama Connie. Good to see you all. Jessica, good to see you. It is a fantastic Faith Friday. Thank you for joining. Thanks for being live. Natalie, good morning to you. Um, I see we've got some people on Twitch watching. Thanks for joining. Appreciate you guys. Gotcha. I see your comment, Donnie. Danielle, good to see you this morning. Thanks for being live. Jackie, good morning. Good to see you as well. All right, so let's jump into this. Um, 1 Timothy chapter 6, let's read out of verse, um, 1 Timothy 6, let's read verse 9. Oops. Well, I'm in 2 Timothy, that's why I'm like, man, this is a short book, but no, it's I was in the wrong one. All right, so 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 6, um, let's read verse 9, but they that will be rich, fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts and drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all evil, 
which while some coveted after, they have erred from their faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Listen to this out of the uh, First Timothy in the New King James, same chapter, same verse, says, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. A root is what the New King James says, is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced them through with many sorrows. So listen to these subnotes, uh, the footnotes here from the Dakes. Says this, um, says uh, the word snare can be used as a net or a trap. Um, a pit dug in a ground filled with sharp stakes and covered over so that many men, men, so that any man or animal who stumbles into it will be killed. Uh, the next subnote says, too often scraping together and heaping up riches debases the mind, destroys godly traits, and endures, uh, endues with selfishness, pride, and, ver- and uh, avarice, which is, end is destruction and perdition. Um, jumping down, listen to this. This is what I found interesting. Says the love of money and not money itself is the root of all these evils. Even the love of it is not the root of all the evil that has ever been, though. Neither Lucifer or Adam fell because of of the love for money. And you could refer back to Adam. You can refer back to Lucifer. Uh, money didn't have anything to do with that. And so this is what I found interesting. Uh, neither Lucifer or Adam fell because of the love of money. Sodom and Gomorrah, David, and many others in Scripture went into sin for reasons other than the love of money. All men do not love money. Only some covet it and reap the evils of it. So here's what's interesting to me is what was laced in there, and, and we could be speculating around it, but the Bible says that there's roots to, there's snares to, or there's ties to the evils of this world that come with the desire or the 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 longing for to be rich to be wealthy uh, comes with the reaping of types of evils that are attached to that. Let's think about David for a minute, right? Um, we don't have to go there in Scripture and read the story, but if you remember David in the Bible, who wrote the Book of Psalms and the songs and you know many hymns to the Lord, well. David was, you know, David's highly esteemed in the Bible, very highly esteemed. And he, he fell. And, and this is not me comparing. I don't want to compare Brian Houston to David, King David in the Bible. But one thing to consider is David sinned. He was heavily, I mean, he, he literally saw a woman, was, was coveting after this woman, wanted a woman that he saw, lusted after her, sent long story short, sent men to kill the woman's husband and then took the woman for himself. And I mean, he, he, that there was, that's a major problem. <laughs> I mean, that's not something normal. I mean, you put that in today's terms, that's, that's pretty evil. That's like a pretty, that's like serial killer type stuff is what we, we would dub that. Right. I mean, that's like pretty crazy, but still we've got these scriptures and David, you know, was he, you know, was he a wealthy man? Was he, but he had, there were certain desires and cravings that he had that had to have come from some stem somewhere that he hadn't dealt with. 
And one thing we can take away from Brian Houston and what the situation he's in is where are we? What are we doing to guard ourselves? So let's turn um, turn with me in. Uh, um, I've got a scripture I want to look at in Philippians chapter four. Philippians chapter four. Let's look at verse six. So we've we've got to take some things away from this. You know, because, you know, Brian Houston uh, stepping down from his his church and running into the issues legally and, and the media and uh, all the scenarios that he's in. You know, I want to learn from things like that. I want to I want to see what happens. Um, I, I don't want to I'm not going to dig the guy. I'm not going to you know bash him and, and slander his name. You know, he's doing that enough for himself. Right. I mean, he's he's done that enough for himself and. You know, you kind of see the position that the church is in and uh, where their stance is spiritually. You kind of see that in their words, what they say, how people respond to things. You can see really where they're at. And it's really telling. And I'm not adding anything to their story or revealing anything to you that's not public. It's public information. I'm not, you know, slandering anybody. But they, the way they respond to it, you can see where their hearts are at, where their intentions are and and to not mention god and being you know you're running god's assembly it's it's almost like they are running a business and god's the uh, focal point of the business no that's not how church that's not what church is church is a god established uh entity it's not something that you just hey i'm gonna just you know what i'm gonna start a church today you know what? Yeah, I just I've been learning about business and I know how people operate and I just I want I feel like starting a church. No, that's not how churches are true God-ordained churches and pastors and leaders of that are formed. No, it is a God entity. Uh, upon the rock Jesus is the rock and foundation of a church and and to not even bring him up and, and, you know, that that's something that bothered me about, about the board's response to it. Yeah, did did is there some sin? It, yeah, absolutely. And Brian Houston slipped. And, you know, there are some incidents that he, should he step down for? Absolutely. But the way the board came back is what really, when I read that article uh, about their response to it, and not even to draw attention to correcting themselves under God, and uh, it... it it's interesting to me how they respond to that. So let's read this out of Philippians 4. And what can we do? We need to guard ourselves and protect ourselves from what evils are trying to pull us and snare us. And that's the thing about a snare. Um, listen to this again in 1 Timothy. It says, um, he wrote here and defines what a, um, in the Dake's footnotes, he defines what a um, what a snare is and what he's using here um, that fall into temptations and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. A snare can be defined as a net or a trap or a pit dug in the ground filled with sharp stakes covered so that many, any animal or man who stumbles into it will be killed. That's what a snare is. It's, it's enticed or it's um, not enticed, but it's, it's set up to be a deceptive thing that you fall into. Unwill, unknowingly, unknowingly. So it's not something you, in, and you've got to avoid those things. You've got to avoid anything that could potentially, like how could you avoid falling in a pit in the woods? I'll give you a good example. How do you avoid falling in a pit in the woods that has sharp objects at the bottom of it? Do you bring a flashlight and observe and be very careful? No, you avoid going in the woods. 
You don't go in the woods. You avoid the woods altogether. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't, you know, I've made this joke before. I, you know, I'm, I'm losing weight. My, my, I'm getting healthier and, um, eating better. That's like, I'll talk about my drink and I make jokes about that, but I drink this because it's got healthier things. And now I, I was a sucker for like Coke zero because it didn't have sugar in it. And it, I like the taste better than Coke anyway, but it's got this ingredient called aspartame. And if you do, if you really research and ask your doctor about it, it's not a good ingredient for your body, a good chemical for your brain. It's not good for you. So all these things, I'm trying to get healthier, right? So how does one avoid gaining weight? How, what do you do to not get fat, get, avoid getting fat? Well, th- you know, the likely thing to say is, well, when you're shopping in the grocery store, you, you don't walk down the ice cream aisle, you know, you avoid the ice cream aisle altogether. You just stay away from that or the dare, the deli section with the bakery and all that. And you don't go past that section. You avoid it. Well, you could take it to the extreme here and say, okay, well, I still end up going down this aisle and getting this. That's bad. And this, that's bad. Well, just avoid the grocery store altogether and have someone else do the shopping for you and or order it online so you don't even get tempted with any of that stuff and walking around you know you you can be creative in the way that you do these things so i'm I'm making a joke about it but like that's that's the that's the joke you know don't avoid the ice cream aisle avoid the grocery store altogether just stay away from it you know don't uh, don't try and sneakily move around in the woods and avoid falling into traps and snares that are set out for you Avoid the woods altogether. Stay in the clear. Stay on the path. Don't walk through the woods. Don't walk through the dangerous areas that can potentially harm you. Stay on the cleared path that you know is the direction you should be going. Um, that's where the blessing is. That's where the anointing is. So stay. Uh, let's go back to Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then going on, it says, meditate on these things. Finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, and if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. So he's not just talking about just anxiety and not being anxious. He's saying the peace of God which surpasses all understanding by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, making your request, made conversation with God, and in the, uh, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. That's what we have to have is protection, guarding our hearts. Somewhere along the line, old boy uh, Brian wasn't guarding his heart. Somewhere along, and there's multiple things that are deep-rooted in that, but isn't guarding his heart and protecting his heart from what the evil things are that can pull him from that. And what can, why, you know, why wouldn't somebody be able to sleep? What causes sleep deprivation? Well, a couple things do. Stress, anxiety, um, anger, resentment, you know, there's, let me tell you, there's some things that can keep you awake at night. The burden of the financial burden of life can keep you awake at night. These things, these things are not, you can't allow these things into your heart 
That's why Jesus, uh, well, it's not Jesus, but Paul here is saying, be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Get God involved in the equation. I remember a story about Kenneth Copeland. I was listening to him at a believers convention and he said, um, he was talking about how he was for many years, Kenneth Copeland was, uh, had insomnia, very bad insomnia. And he would say that on his ceiling, there were, um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a knockdown ceiling. And he was describing how he'd be laying in bed and he'd lay in bed for so long that he'd start making characters and he'd start making games out of the, the designs on the ceiling because he, he, he had so much insomnia and he just could not sleep. And one day he said, and this will help somebody, somebody that has sleep problems, anxiety problems, things like that. You've got some work you need to do. It's not this thing that you pray and ask God to help your anxiety. No, anxiety goes away. I'll get back to this Kenneth Copeland thing. The, the anxiety goes away not by praying for anxiety to go away. That's not what Paul said. That's not what the Bible says here. We gotta, we've got to stick to the Bible. The Bible says by prayer and supplication, not for the, your anxiety to go away, it with thanksgiving, meaning you've got thankfulness for the things that you already have, and anxiety is stress and worry about things you don't have. Let your requests be made known to God. Have a conversation. Communicate these, these things to God. And so Kenneth Copeland, getting back to him, got fed up. And, and I don't remember all the minor details of the story, but here's what basically the result of everything was. He made his request known to God, and God said to, to him, he said, Ken, uh, he pointed him to a certain scripture in Psalms and said, and in that particular scripture, it said that our, the, the God of the universe, he never rests or he never sleeps is what the translation comes out to. He never sleeps. And he said, Kenneth Copeland just got this revelation at the moment. He said, well, there's no use in me and you being awake at the same time. So I'm going to sleep. And from that moment forward, went to sleep and never had another problem. But it took this requests being made known to God, this communication to God. It takes this, this you know, uh, awareness of a relationship with God that's going to prevent you from staying in the anxiety and the stress that you have that can lead you to, to the problems that most of the world has. Most of the world has the problems that Brian Houston described what was described that was of described you know how he was dealing with things sleep deprivation high levels of stress uh you know alcohol consumption that doesn't look like he's part he's he's a separated being separated from the world no we're not to look like the world and resemble the world he looks like another and and again i'm not trying to this is not my approach in slandering him and bringing him down and 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 that's not the goal of this i want to benefit for me when i see someone else fall i want to avoid that pitfall i want to avoid that snare i don't want to get into that i want to be made free from that um turn over to to let me read this real quick first timothy chapter one verse eleven but He, he, 
he he resembles he resembles like again not an approach to slander the individual but the what you, when you see what the scenario was you read the articles you see the accusations and the things against him he resembles a, like a, a unsaved worldly like some ceo of a business that they the board is asking to step down what, what where where did we go off where did we go wrong so so distance let's read this out of first timothy chapter one first timothy chapter one verse 11 it says according to the glorious gospel of the blessed god which was committed to my trust i thank christ jesus our lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry this is paul speaking to timothy who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it. Am I in the right scripture here? 1 Timothy 1.11, yep. Uh, Verse 13, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly and in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with the faith and love which is in Jesus Christ. So the grace of our, our, our Lord was exceeding abundant for what had happened previously. What had happened to him previously? Hey, I'm okay. Look, I understand that uh, Paul was a, a, a blasphemer, a persecutor. But listen to this. According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which is committed to my trust, and I thank Jesus Christ our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. So it's not... You don't just decide to go into the ministry and, and all of a sudden you're a, um, you know, you're the, you've called yourself. No, God puts you in the ministry. So you have an obligation to be responsive to him and to do the things that, that he tells you to do. It's his ministry. And the same goes for us Christians. So, oh, I read, you know what? I'm reading out of First Timothy. This is Second Timothy. So go with me here, Second Timothy chapter one. That still that was a good scripture. Second um, Timothy chapter one verse eleven. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle, a teacher of the Gentiles. Paul again speaking to Timothy, for which I ca- for which cause I also suffer these things. Now listen, this is where I wanted to get to. Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle, a teacher of the Gentiles. For the, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Continue on verse 13. Hold fast the form. Now listen to this. This is Paul speaking to Timothy, a young preacher, young minister. And this is Paul speaking to him. He said um, that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the form of sound words in which thou hast heard of me in in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus that good things uh, which was committed unto thee keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us so we're talking about keeping ourselves ordained and designated to God as a Christian not just as a minister a full-time minister but as a Christian of God listen to what it says here the the footnotes from Dakes hold fast the form the form, the outline, a sketch, outline, plan, or copy only here in first and in first Timothy one sixteen of sound words, 
The plan of salvation is no human in uh, hold on. The plan of salvation is no human invention. It was planned by God before the ages of time and is now manifested through Christ. To keep, listen to this, to keep to guard the, that good things deposited a thing given to by the Holy Ghost. This refers to the gospel that was committed to him. The Holy Ghost and the, and the gifts of God were given to him for this purpose. So we've got to understand that this isn't just some operation of our own ability. When you get saved, there is a powerful, supernatural, spiritual thing happening in your life when you become saved that that you have to find a, the form. Hold fast, it says, the form of sound words. We have to hold fast that uniformity in our lives. Because in these times, just listen, you don't have to turn there. In these times, men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. This is 2 Timothy verse uh, chapter 3, verse 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, uh, um, truce breakers, false accusers, incontin incontinent, fierce, despisers of those who that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. So this is huge. This is a, this is affecting humanity today. Is that we're not keeping the form, we're not keeping the uniformity of what God's commissioned unto us as a Christian. It doesn't stop at salvation. It doesn't stop at salvation. Salvation is the beginning process of things. Salvation is where things start. Where your life becomes brand new. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. My favorite scripture next to um, 2 Corinthians. Uh, I believe it's 2 Corinthians 4. But the, the, these, part, these two scriptures are some of my favorite. But 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says that when you accept Christ, you become a new creature. Old things completely pass away. You become brand new. That brand new for what? For the uniformity of what God's equipped you to be. How do you know what to do? Study. Get rid of the anxiety. Uh, listen to this in, in James chapter 1, verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. This is where people get deceived. See, we're learning, and I'm do, I, I've got this phenomenal message I've got about how faith comes and what to do with faith once you've got it. But that's where it begins. Once you've received faith, like when people, you sitting here listening to this, you could be receiving faith right now for the new business that God's telling you to start and have nothing to do with faith in the, of what I'm talking about. That's the beauty of what God has set up in the Christian body is that faith comes by hearing the word of God. So as I read scriptures that have to do with our life being uniform to God, and have nothing to do with whatever it is that you're believing God for, God can begin to instill faith inside of you by the hearing of the word of God. This operation can happen nowhere else. Isn't that amazing? But be doers of the word, not hearers only. So you have to take and apply those things to your life. 
because, and it's, it's not optional. If you've got things going on in your life and I'm going to pray right at the end of this, I want to pray for you. If you, if you're on medication of any sort, if you've got something that you have to rely on that because of something that's going on in your body or a mental blockage or something that's going on in your life, I'm going to pray for you that God sets you free today, that there's healing in your body today because it ought not be that way. You, 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 God's made you to be completely free and new on the inside. And if you don't believe that, well, that's okay. You can get belief for it by reading the scripture, uh, and building your faith up on it. Um, I, you know, you're, I'm pre as I'm preaching this to you, the Bible says we're, we're made to be brand new creatures. It doesn't say most of the things have been made brand new. It says all things are made new, your mind, your body, your heart, your, you become a brand new creature. So let me just pray for you this morning before we sign off, because I've run out of time and I'm so thankful for you guys being with me, but let me pray for you this morning. Lord, I pray right now under the sound of my voice, any person listening that father, as my words went forth, as you spoke through me this morning and helped me, Holy spirit, Lord, I ask for an anointing right now to go forth to every person listening that has an ailment, a sickness, a disease, a bacteria, and in, uh, uh, any type of ailment, any type of mental blockage, I come against it now in the name of Jesus. I command it to go, and I thank you for complete healing and restoration in their mind and in their body. I call them healed. I call them saved. Uh, it's not saved in, this, in, the, in the sense, Lord, of them going to heaven. I call them saved from the ailments of this world. I call them renewed in Jesus' name. I speak life to their mind. I curse any attack that the enemy tries to have. Satan, I curse you in Jesus' name. You have no authority. You're defeated. And I come against you in Jesus' name and any attack that you have on these people. And so I just thank you, Lord, for, he for healing and peace over their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope this blessed you today. Uh, don't forget Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're live on there. We're not live on there, but the audio will be up on there. And then we're starting right back to normal. We'll be on live Monday morning, 6 a.m. Don't forget to join us. Check out my website, dylanmaverick.com, for anything you want to do on there. You can look at uh, where we stream live. You could, there's ways to give on there. And I'm believing God for 420 people to partner with Get Up With God to make this thing a, a resounding sound in the earth today to help people uh, uh, to start their day the right way to be uh, in fellowship with God. So I love you so much. Thanks for being with me live. I will see you Monday morning. Have a great weekend, but see you at 6 a.m. on Monday. Be blessed. Love you.